Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast. This is a travel podcast where we're having conversations with new guests every Monday. This is an anecdotal, informative podcast for backpackers, travellers or anyone who's interested in travel. It's a casual style where there'll be stories to tell, tips to share and experiences to inspire. My name is James Hammond. I've travelled to 50 countries, done three work visas and plan to do a big worldwide trip later this year. I've met so many people on my travels in the last 10 years that I just have to get them on this podcast to get their stories on record and provide some tips for you for your trip. There'll be so much travel content coming your way in the next coming weeks, months and years that inspire you to book that trip that you've always wanted. Stay tuned for my weekly episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibell, known to my friends as Marv. And at this time, I'm speaking with Dylan and Kirsty from the podcast Happy Distraction. Hi, guys. Thanks for speaking to me. Hope you're okay. Hello. Yes, thanks very much for having us, Marv. Um, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I don't know about you. Are you okay, Kirsty? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I really appreciate uh, you letting us on um, and excited to to get to know more about you and for you to get to know more about us as well so well i'm i'm definitely looking forward to getting into the uh in, into you know finding out about yourselves and this uh, relatively new show because i mean i've i think it's it's only four episodes out so far or was one gone out while i've been off for two days um so the yeah four four episodes in a, in a kind of a bonus episode um uh, the uh, yeah was launched on the first of May, so yeah, pretty pretty brand new uh, ish. Um, though we put a kind of a trailer out, I think middle of April. So technically, I suppose it's more than a month old. <laughs> did did you have shows ready before then? Are you actually doing them week to week? We kind of bundle recorded um, the first four. So we always had those ready to go. Um, but now we're starting to do it week by week to just to make sure we keep up with kind of current, you know, uh, stories or events or what have you. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be too far ahead. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, really, because, I mean, you know, to d- describe your show in a basic way. So uh, you have five sections after the intro and then the outro at the end. But you have like a, and it's 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 for the most part it's to do with things that you find that you're finding online like a cringe of the week you'll see something that will make you cringe and think oh mm-hmm. and then you have the hashtag crash tag I think it's called mm-hmm. which, um, yeah anybody on Twitter knows what that's all about it's these hashtag things where a lot of it <laughs> you'll have like games don't you like what is it uh, change one name to make this song crap and then you know they, they put the they like put it and then you think well actually that song was rubbish before they even changed the title um <laughs> yeah. and then you have the competition of uh trying to beat each other with the with a quiz kirsty versus dylan uh say mm-hmm. what is that something that you that's something that you find on and you think no way or something like that and then you finish with happy news so it's all based on what's current and on for the most part the social media so i suppose the closer that you are to release that you record it it's of that moment so the hashtags mostly kind of old like old but gold right um 
So I think one of them was dog bands or something that Dylan picked. And I think he said it was trending back in like 2014. Wow. Wow. Um, But I mean, I think Twitter as a whole has kind of moved back a little bit um, from that kind of aspect. Like there is still hashtags that go and trend and become viral and what have you, but not in the same way, um, such as like, as you mentioned, the change, a couple of words in a film title or something. Yeah. Um, kind of stepped away from that, but it's something that I quite enjoyed. And the, as I said, there's some good ones out there. Yeah, it seems to have, um, Twitter seems to have, Calm. Well, I don't know whether saying calm down is right. Quite the right phrase to say, considering some <laughs> of the things that that go up on Twitter. It just doesn't seem to be quite so um, happy a place interactively now as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Where there was this steady stream of people, like you know, you know, having fun on there, and the, the fun element of a lot of social media has gone down a bit. I think. Yeah. Uh- I would think so too. I think for me, I think it's probably just a little bit of maybe political correctness. And I think people are kind of naturally reining themselves in. Um, And some people aren't. (laughs) Some of the things that you see are, are, uh, you know, above, um, you know, beyond the, that line. But uh, I think for the most part, people are, social media is starting to become more. I think it's all this, trolling over the last couple of years trolling's become yeah one and the same with social media and i think that's pretty much what it's riddled with yes i would agree with that as well it's uh it's kind of gone from just harmless sort of picking fun at somebody to you know kind of a little bit worse and trolling and yeah but the same yeah i mean it's obviously a minority of users um but yeah it kinds to it tends to, um, you know, uh, it's yeah. You you're right, Marv. Like it's just it's not it's not a happy place anymore, <laughs> mostly. But um, yeah, it's a difficult one. Well, Twitter definitely, and I mean even Facebook to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's some other social networks where it seems to be a bit bit better. I mean, uh, in, for, for for the most part, Instagram seems to be a place that's that's not mm. riddled with that sort of problem. It's got, it's got its elements, but not to the same sort of degree as, uh, as Twitter or Facebook have got. Yeah. Yeah. Kirsty, I don't really touch Instagram. I think I must've on my personal account, I must've posted, maybe post a picture. Yeah. <laughs> but Kirsty's kind of, uh, she's the Instagram guru. So I, I oh. really have, I feel like a, I feel like, um, so out of touch when it comes to Instagram. <laughs> Well, because like the comments, unless you're going to look through them, it's mainly just pictures. You're just scrolling through and have a look at pictures. So unless you want to go out of your way to look for that kind of thing, it's kind of well hidden, I suppose. I think it's still, as Marv said, happens. But for the for what I do is I just look at like the stories or the reels, I think they're called. Yep. And then just scrolling through like the main feed. You can kind of ignore it. Yeah, I suppose it could serve as a little bit of a deterrent, really, because 
I know that Instagram just doesn't let you post something without posting a picture. So that, you know, that might just be kind of an instant barrier to someone who wants to be a troll. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of a bit more effort to, to go to to kind of get a picture as opposed to, you know, just mm-hmm. posting a one-line insult on Twitter or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's it's the same as TikTok, really, for that. I mean, you know, TikTok, you've got to put a video mm-hmm. up or whatever, and, you know, you, you know you, you've got to trawl through a load of videos, and that's um, more of a thing that you have to really... Uh, want to do or have the time to do as opposed to a you know a facebook remark or a twitter twitter post or whatever where you just you can just almost like you know swipe through them you know just to go yeah okay you know and it's just yeah it's just there whereas a, a video or, or a picture you've got to sort of like purposely want to spend time like i said um looking at them yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i think with tiktok I um I've never really actually seen a you know a, a video on there that's you know like a trolling video or an insult or something um other than in a form of like a joke. Um I think most of the trolling tends to happen in comments uh on other people's videos. Um so I think for the most part, in my very limited experience anyway, <laughs> TikTok <laughs> seems to be um le- you know, there seems to be less of that going on on TikTok. Um yeah. but it's you know, it's a huge platform and I can't, you know, can't say I've watched every single video on there. So <laughs> no, I mean, um, it's, it's relatively new to me. I mean, I've only been doing TikTok for about a few, probably a couple of months or so. And that's, it's still something that I don't really know what's going on on there. So it, it's, it's new. It, it, it always seems to be that every so often it's, you get a new, uh, an, almost a new social network that comes out essentially. So mm. I say that TikTok is the, you know, sort of like the, the thing at the moment. Whereas, I mean, you know, if you, if you go far enough back, then you go back to MySpace, don't you? And before that, you had all the stupid chat rooms and things. <laughs> you know, I was I was a huge fan of MySpace. I think it was just because it was kind of our social media network for when we were growing up. Yeah. Um, and it was such a strange concept looking back because having to kind of edit your profile in HTML and um, it, it's kind of, yeah, it, it's you needed to learn a little bit of code when you were 12 year old yeah. <laughs> to be able to update your, your MySpace profile. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but Eni's playing up. Yeah, it's apologies. <laughs> we have a cat and um, <laughs> if we leave him out of the room, he just cries and the you know people underground can hear him <laughs> so set of headphones and you can join him yeah <laughs> oh he's currently destroying the underneath of the bed so that's nice <laughs> so if you hear some weird noises it's it's just the cat um yeah sorry about that <laughs> that's why we've got the disclaimer at the beginning just in case i've said before on somebody else's show that they need to start something called a cat cast <laughs> oh well um Kirsty uh streams on Twitch and um she uh she normally has when when the cat's kind of up here with us, um she normally puts the she has a cat cam. Um <laughs> people can normally see it, but it's a good idea for a podcast. We should and then everybody gets excited <laughs> excited in chat. Like, yeah. oh the cat's here. <laughs> mm, that's great. 
but, but yeah, you could you, if somebody had you know you could just have lo- like loads of cats chatting with each other and then have it playing at home for the for your cat at home when you leave it at home on its own. <laughs> it's like company then. He is partial to uh, cat TV on uh, on YouTube and stuff. You've got like hours and hours of <laughs> not quite Family Guy, um, but. Uh, like birds and stuff, like hours and hours of footage of like a bird table and like yeah. the birds come and go and what have you. He was glued to that the other day. As long as he doesn't try and attack the screen to get to the oh, birds. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> it's part of the fun. <laughs> it tends to be only when we're working, though. It does, you know, it, he likes to come and interrupt Zoom meetings with 50 other people in there. Uh, so that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> So um, what's the history of the show then? I mean, at, at, what, at what made you decide to actually start doing the show? Um, well, this is technically, I'm saying technically, it isn't our first rodeo really. Um, okay. Me and Kirsty have done three podcasts together. Uh, this will be the third and I've, I've done four in total. Um, so I, I guess I started my journey if you'd call it that, <laughs> back in 2008, I believe, when podcasts weren't so mainstream. Yep. Um, and run a show called JD Radio. Um, I believe it's still available. Um, and it crocked up the other day, and it just, I just listened to an episode, and it was just really cringy. I shouldn't have published it. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but because it was back in 2008, it was pretty successful because, um, you know, it, they were they were podcasts were known but they kind of weren't you know everybody from john and steve to the dog weren't having a podcast of their own you know um so it was it was less saturated um and from then on um when me and kirsty got together um we decided that we wanted to do something similar and kind of have a, another show um and we caught we created one called Dweecast, um which was kind of like a a, a a mixture of our names we thought it was really edgy but in in reality it wasn't a great name <laughs> you live and you learn that's true um just because nobody understood what it was so what, what it meant um and that was kind of focused around music um and i think the difficulty was uh because we you know we didn't have a music license it was just uh you know kind of copyright free or uh, royalty free music that we're using and didn't really hit the right spot to be honest um and then we moved on to create another podcast which is quite similar to this one now um our previous one was called the game of two halves and it was kind of a magazine style show with with different segments um and i think the issue was we had some kind of real life problems go on at the time and because of that we lost a level of consistency and uh, that resulted in kind of you know, they're not being updates for months on end. And rather than just, you know, kind of continue with that one, we decided we'd, you know, create a happy distraction. Um, I think as well, because the game of two halves, it sent it, people were confused by the name again um, because it kind of referenced football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got a lot of listeners complaining that this has nothing to do with football. <laughs> um, and imagine that's how they would speak, you know. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so then Happy Distraction was born. Um, so it was kind of, for me anyway, it was a mixture of, um, you know, being inspired by our own podcast 
previously, but also current world events. Um, with everything going on around the world, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to obviously name specifics because nobody wants to be reminded, <laughs> but um, I just felt there was a need to produce content that would, you know, help people get through a tough time in their life, maybe. Um, I th- I don't, obviously, I don't claim that this podcast is the cure-all or anything like that, but I think the aim for me personally, if we can just get one person smiling or, you know, one person distracted, that's the job done, I think. Um, I mean, ultimately, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um and we um, just have speak for it. yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't realise you were taking it extremely <laughs> seriously. To All the day. <laughs> but yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you know, it's definitely uh, one of the pluses for it is the point, is the, is the fact that it's it's a, is a, is a positive show. You know, I mean, hence the yeah. name, Happy Distraction. And you don't go mm-hmm. into things that are, you know, a bit too down and a bit morbid or whatever. You, you're all, it's almost like, you're trying to build people up and make and give them like a little, a short, you know, bit of happiness for that little bit of time. Exactly that. Like the Game of Two Halves podcast, as Dylan said, um, life happened and part of that was what had happened over the last two years, shall we say. Yep. So we did a special sort of series, if you like, Isolate With Us. And that was kind of the building blocks of happy distraction. That's exactly what we created it for. And then unfortunately, when world went back to normal, um, we again lost lost interest. Um, I have a part-time um, job and finally getting back to work after what happened, it was difficult to then manage. Um, so we thought again rather than rising the phoenix from the ashes if you like we would start afresh and get a new perspective on things like the name yeah yeah i I think kelsey mentioned a point there about losing interest and i don't think it was a case of losing interest for me i think it was just that i got so down about the fact that um you know people weren't reacting well to it because Mm. uh because they didn't understand the concept and that was largely down to the name the choice of name um mm-hmm. and the also the podcast art was just kind of you know similar to ours now but it was split down the middle and it it's a little bit i mean when i look at a podcast and you know i don't understand the concept by the podcast art i don't i don't tend to I either tend to listen to it because it intrigues me or i don't because i don't understand it um and i think that's what a lot of people did with ours and we got a lot of feedback to say uh that's the case um and people just not understanding the concept based on yeah. him and the and the and the logo i guess but um so we got our heads together and i personally feel the name for our show is is perfect based on on what we do mm-hmm. i don't know about you Kirsty, if you feel the same but well you would say that you picked the name <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was ample opportunity for you to complain about it. <laughs> Hi, this is Katie of Bad Council with some good counsel. You should keep listening to Marv at Pods Like Us. <laughs> Did you have plenty of choices for name? I think Dylan came up with like a list of four or five. I'm not the most creative. Um, 
so Dylan like formulated a few names and then we bounced them off each other and that's how we tend to work with anything like one of us will come to the table with some sort of suggestion and rather than just accepting that we'll sort of go through the options bounce stuff off each other until we're both happy with what the overall result is yeah it's it's normally i mean it's normally me that comes to Kirsty with a suggestion wow. and she's like no absolutely not <laughs> wow that's how it really works Marv. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I realised you were joking. <laughs> he, he's just trying to say that just in case he gets in trouble later. <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> Making your own dinner tonight. So, um, <laughs> how, how did you arrive at the format for the show then, with those five different sections? Was that something that was easy to come up with, or was that something that you had to sweat over to to work out a format for the show? Um, so a lot of it came from before. Um, that's why we've got sort of the the intros for some and intros not for others because yep. um, it's a work in progress. Um, so like hashtag crash tag is pretty much a direct copy from uh, Game of Two Halves. We thought that that went down really well with people that we, we spoke to. Yep. Uh, listeners and stuff they really enjoyed it so we thought that would be a good thing to sort of carry across and then some of the newer ones that we don't have some melodies for if you like um again we just thought about what we would like to hear what would interest us um again dylan's the heart of the podcast i'm just kind of the talent if you like (laughs) um so he came up with most of them and we do have other categories that I don't know if we've done very often or we've got like a rotation, don't we? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, we do. Uh, we I think what we used the reason for the segments, the reason we've chosen those four or five to begin with. Um, two or three of them are kind of new concepts, but the other two or three are kind of what worked previously mm-hmm. um especially hashtag crash tag it was always something that was kind of a popular segment um and if we were to receive any feedback uh it would be you know that that was hilarious or you know that was funny or people suggesting what hashtags to use mm-hmm. um so it was important for us to bring that forward you know to uh to have a distraction because it kind of achieves what we want you know it, it's it's one of the big segments that i don't think we're going to ever kind of you know go away from but um there are plenty more segments in the pipeline so i think eventually the aim is to rotate them in and out um to keep it a little bit fresh you know and then like the underpinning current if you like is the Kirsty versus dylan um so people can join in with the quiz like we've had some feedback not too long ago that somebody actually took three hours <laughs> to listen to the quiz um <laughs> So that they could join in as well, which is lovely to hear. So yeah, that, then we've took that feedback, and now we take the quiz a little bit slower. Yeah, to give people a chance to either pause it if they would like to, or to come up with the answer themselves. Yeah, and I think that's what we want to achieve. You know, um, it is 
it was a lovely comment to receive that they'd taken the time to play along um and it, it, that's that would love for more people to do that i mean you know it's obviously we're not going to appeal to everybody but um it's moments like that that kind of make it worthwhile i think mm, definitely so how do you actually what 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 research do you do then leading up to recording the show i mean do, do you have you know you you must have like a list of things that you both come up with i'm guessing that that you go oh i like this i like that and i mean do you do that or is it just you know you come in with what you've got and make it up on the spot um so kind of a combination of both depending on the circumstances so um again being a, a streamer um part of part of that is having a discord server everybody tells you to set up a discord server um to to sort of interact with your community and what have you so i just thought it would be a good idea to create a, a second discord server just privately for me and dylan for the podcast um so within there we've got various sections um so we've got like a boatload of happy news we've got a boatload of say what's and then we've got individual pieces that we may want to discuss and then we can either pull something out of the archive if you like or if there's something that we've come up with either that day or a couple of days ago then we can bring that to the table as and when so a bit of a mixture we've got like a catalogue there just in case we can't think of anything or there's nothing super current um but yeah just just ad hoc really yeah i think it's the discord server is really useful um and i didn't think of doing it until kirsty you know created a, a separate one and uh just because the information is so accessible um and yeah i think kirsty touched on a point about there being a catalog and i think that's the aim overall is to have a, a huge bank of resource to you know to use um in future episodes um and it's evolving over time because there's already kind of segments quite a few segments in there that have content that we haven't released just yet um so i guess at the same time we're just trying to kind of not go all in at once um because we don't want to kind of you know just throw you know 10 or 15 concepts of people and then it, it's going to be hard to swallow immediately so we so. don't want a complete change yeah we want like an underpinning theme but to be able to bring things in and out when when times change or whatever yeah but uh, I've, I've spent days trolling twitter for hashtags just to the extent where i wanted to give up you know with everything <laughs> <laughs> um just with everything it just yeah just everything just that's it yeah <laughs> but um yeah it's uh, being prepared is something that we we need to get better at because there have been a couple of occasions where it has just been on the spot um and that's just because of time constraints obviously but uh yeah life yeah but well, that's why we're building up that catalog yeah um so yeah we're building that up just to as I said earlier, to, to, you know, to kind of grab from when we need. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. we don't, we're not, we don't, you know, it's not, we don't research to the level of kind of archaeology or anything, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, we've got a few like stable sites and things for things like Happy News. There is sort of sites available um, already specifically for that kind of thing. Um, so um, it's quite easy to kind of pull from there. But also you've just got like the general news. Like I tend to open my news app at least once or twice a day. Um, and you can pull and save stuff from there. Yeah, exactly. I try and save any kind of quirky or unusual sort of weird stories. Um, and then normally see if I can find more about them elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And just to kind of make sure it's not just, you know, one one source um, to want to kind of, you know, tell a story about something that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mean you say you're not you're not sort of you know being archaeologist in that way, but you, you know you, you did go back eight years to be able to get the good old you know Metallica <laughs> joke out there with the dog bands. I mean, that is pretty archaeology by today's standards, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose I didn't think of it that way. I guess so then. <laughs> so, I mean, um, what, what what made you actually think to go back? that far and look for that i mean is it easy to find uh hashtag um you know trends or i mean did you really have to search really hard to find these things i mean personally when i've looked for them you can kind of just google funny hashtags and usually there's like pages of hashtags that are funny and then you can go and obviously type them into twitter tweets stay forever um and then sort of cross-reference from that but i don't personally know what dylan did that's just what i've done when i've been lazy (laughs) i think the dog bands one in particular was found on the off chance um i think i saw uh, it was actually the the metallica one that came up um and i was curious as to what it referred to uh and then i clicked into the you know the view whatever it says view tweet history or whatever it says on there and then found that it was in relation to hashtag dog bands um and then popped hashtag hashtag dog bands into twitter to get the rest um so that one was purely by chance that's just because somebody had recently tweeted about it um but it it was originally trending in whenever it was you know eight years ago um but we recently recorded a kind of a jubilee edition um which is coming out on the 2nd of june yeah and with that one that was just me entering a combination of british kind of hashtags we were with the word british in <laughs> so it's not really anything to write a home about but that from that i found two hashtags hashtag very british problems and hashtag being british um so yeah it, it's kind of trial and error really um sometimes it doesn't you don't necessarily have to have the full hashtag in there for it to relate to the the hashtag if that makes sense um but surprisingly it's quite easy to view tweets and hashtags from that long ago um it's, it's quite a good they have quite a good kind of archive of, of tweets i guess yeah unfortunately for people like james gunn <laughs> i can imagine so yes yeah that didn't well it still worked out for him i mean you know he's got his career and everything still yeah i think it's happened to a lot of people previous tweets coming back to haunt them yeah definitely 
But uh, yeah, but if, if if you're a former, you know, pr- president of America, then you know it's it's film clips as well that you you know accidentally say things that you shouldn't really have said. Ah, oh, well, that and also just create your own social media, you know, <laughs> as oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Or, or buy your own social media network, of course, Elon Musk. <sighs> Oh yeah. Well, this is it to protect free speech. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So we've already gone into this before we started officially the show, and now you're going to have to reiterate it again. So, (laughs) how do you actually record and then edit the show together? So, so at the moment we have um, two um, Rode Pod mics um, that's connected to our interface, uh, which is a the Scarlet Focusrite 2i2 interface, um, which is, I guess, I think it's probably the most popular interface amongst podcasters. Um, and we use a program called OBS to record our audio, um, which is kind of a gaming design streaming. for a, a streaming, yeah, kind of audience for Twitch or YouTube gaming or something like that. Um, the reason we chose to use OBS is just because it has um, a built-in noise suppression filter uh, which is kind of temperament, temperamental, to be honest. But when it works, it, it does work really well, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to, you know, play about with noise, you know, noise reduction in, in post production or anything like that. Um, we do have some difficulties with it though, because it only saves the output file in a, a .mkv format, um, yep. and then Kirsty has to kind of magically convert it to an MP3. <laughs> Um, this using... is the most tech wizard thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that uses a, I don't know what to call it, like a program or a plugin um, called FFmpeg, and it, it converts files. Kirsty does that anyway. I don't know what she does. Um, <laughs> and uh, we also, because Kirsty streams, um, she has an Elgato stream deck, um, which we use as a soundboard. Um and that kind of connects to OBS without, you know, through through the computer rather than through the interface. Um, so it was just handy for us to to kind of have an all-in-one package instead of having to edit sounds and other things in in post production. Um, so the way it works is it it all there's very little touching up that I need to do in in when I edit the the output file. Um, but everything's edited in Audacity once I have the, the MP3 or the, or the WAV file or WAV file. I don't know what people refer it to, to it as. Um, and then it's just a case of kind of removing any excess kind of R's or R's or M's um, <laughs> and uh, removing any kind of awkward silences and things like that. Um, I bits, think... Bits where you can't stop laughing for, for minutes on end. <laughs> Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, and I think it takes probably a couple of minutes per per minute of audio to edit, um, just to kind of get it where I want it. Um, and I also like to leave quite a few of the, the ums and the ahs in, just because we That's have a... more natural. Yeah, we have a completely unscripted show, other than, you know, kind of a, a rough guide of what we're going to be covering. Um, and I've tried it in the past where I've removed them. Uh, and it yeah it just doesn't doesn't always sound natural so remove any excessive ones but kind of keep them in so people know we're human you know (laughs) i'm agent scott and i'm cam the provocateur 
And we're from the Spy Hards Podcast. That's right, and you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that also has the Midas touch. So do, do you, you both know exactly what subjects you're going to discuss then before the show? It's not a case of one of you brings something and the other one doesn't know what it is. You, you do uh, just, you know what you're talk, talking about. No, like, so the stuff that Dylan talks about, I don't know about. The stuff that I talk about, Dylan doesn't know about. Wow. Um, but we both individually have an idea of what we're going to talk about. We just don't discuss it. So our reactions to the situation natural. Is, is yeah 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 and that and that that's important for us because we wanted to be a genuine you know natural podcast um without any you know kind of you know we don't want to kind of act the part we we want it to be all general reaction and um the way we go on in the podcast is to be honest is the way we go on with each other in real life um we're always mocking each other and tearing each other's hair out and it's uh it's nothing more than just an extension of our actual real life really (laughs) absolutely and i think dylan's very first podcast was literally scripted word for word oh it was yeah and that's why when i said it was awful it was because you could tell like it's it wasn't dylan um it was very much, you could tell that they were reading from something and the emphasis was in certain places. So um, I always feel awkward when we do the happy news part because that is pretty much reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. I try and write it out in my own words and like paraphrase a lot, but that's the only part that's that's really scripted in any way. Everything else is just whatever we want to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's um i'm gonna to have to get rid of that lip smack from the recording now but that's um <laughs> you know it's it's natural like i said but it's something about podcast where you, you know there's a lot of podcasts where it's the same thing for multiple so you'll find so many podcasts that are about the same sort of thing ish but mm-hmm. it's that individual personality or the personalities of the people that are doing the podcast that essentially mm-hmm. keeps you listening to that podcast continually after that. You know, it, it may, it's what gets you, for want of a better phrase, although I do use it sometimes in promotion, it's what gets you addicted to those shows and makes you listen to them is the it's about the people that are doing the shows. Everything else, yep, you're listening to the show because that's what you want to listen to. But like I said, it's the people that are doing the shows that keeps you listening. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would agree, absolutely. Um, I think that's probably the case with us. Um, I think the, the content, while it's why we try to make it funny and, you know, kind of accessible, um, I think it's probably our, you know, our kind of personalities, what people listen for. Um, and I think the, you know, the, the segments and things are a, are a, are a bonus. Uh, that's from my impression of what people have said anyway. I could be completely wrong. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It is definitely, uh, if somebody is talking about 
a topic that I'll, you know, of interest, um, of course the topic is going to interest me, but if they have something about them, you know, if they have a, you know, unique personality or they're memorable, it's, it, it's definitely more than likely going to get me to listen to multiple episodes as opposed to just, you know, one of them because they're talking about a topic I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. I think on a multi-person podcast as well, it's all about the chemistry the individuals you can like but if the chemistry isn't quite right or it doesn't quite flow as it should then that makes it quite difficult it's it's finding that balance of everything then yeah. what you've what you've chosen to do, to uh, to have for the format of the show that's an extension of yourselves anyway because it sounds like mm-hmm. to me when i've listened it sounds like these are things that in your normal you know us time as me and my other half call it the time that you normally have together it sounds like they would be the things that you'd say talk to each other about anyway you know where one of you turns the other and say mm-hmm. oh have you seen this and then you'll have a laugh about it and a chat about it so it seems almost like a natural extension of who your what your personality is to have those subjects that you uh, talk about yeah pretty, pretty much yeah like part of our us time is yeah. um i love tiktok obsessed yeah um and i will save a ream of videos um i'll send them to dylan he never checks tiktok (laughs) so then when we uh in bed about go to sleep or whatever we'll watch tiktoks for like 20 minutes half an hour binge watch all of the (laughs) tiktoks i've sent him in the last month um and just laugh or cringe so it is it's absolutely an extension of us yeah it is and I, I that's exactly you know i love the fact that you've you've mentioned that and you pick that up that's exactly what you know we wanted to get across is that it's completely just us you know when we're not kind of acting or um emphasizing certain ways that we talk to each other it, it, it's all it's all genuine so yeah thank you for picking that up that's it's really nice to hear actually yeah, I, I picked that up because we're, we're pretty much the same at home ourselves with those things. So, you know, I pick up on <laughs> when people yeah. are similar. Yeah. <laughs> so when you do edit the show or, or when you record the show, is, is the music that you use in the show, is that put on in post in actual production after you've recorded or do you do it all including the music live? It's all on the stream deck. So that is our moment to compose ourselves when the intro is playing. We mute our microphones and like get all of our laughter out and then start the show. Um, the happy music that we play, um, that is Duran. So I think there was a one, was it the Jubilee one that we, we did? Dylan literally complained because it was too short. The music went longer. <laughs> Yep. And he complained at me, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't time it. And yeah, and I said, well, we're just going to have to hum this tune now until it's over. Because like, you just press the button say. and it'll stop. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, Technical <but> issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's kind of with the exception of the introduction and the out- the outro. Uh, that That is, the music is, uh, we got somebody to record that for us, and uh, I edit the music in. But yeah, it, we use a soundboard in in live recording to get all of the sounds in there. 
um, and the, the happy news at the end that's, that's the most difficult thing to edit because if you edit out something yourself a disservice um, <laughs> so maybe we need not maybe that one needs to go into post-production so I can yeah. and get the levels right as well probably yeah you need to get that person now to do you some funky music to go with the say what section now <laughs> so you can do some funky bass and at the end go say what <laughs> I know they were quite. They were quite cool. We had them done for Game of Two Halves. Yep. And I loved it. Yeah, we um, it's it's a it's a, uh, a website. I think it's called Radio Jingles VIP, and I've used them since since two thousand. You know, since GD Radio the two thousand eight podcast. Um, and that you give them kind of what you, you know what the segment is, and they they record you know i give them complete creative control to record it and it, it always comes out great um so yeah but yeah we do need more segment uh, more jingles for segments because sometimes a little bit random that some have some and some don't yes and, and if you do that you'd have your own set seinfeld moment seinfeld moment then wouldn't you with this with the funky bass bit <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Everybody knows that one. So was it one of you two that came up with a logo of the, of the uh, cartoonized versions of yourselves? I mean, even that works. The colouring's perfect, the the dice, the smiley faces and, and everything. Um, so we, the, this was the, the uh, initially, um, the logo was created just by a, a real life picture of us. Um, so we give it to a, an artist on Fiverr, I think. Um, and they created the kind of pop art style, cartoon style image for us. Um, and they sent us the uh, the source file in Photoshop. Um, and then it was just a case of trying to find the right font um, and the right kind of background images, uh, you know, the dice and the question marks. Um, and then, yeah, so it's evolved over time. It was, it was the same one that was used all the way back from Dweecast, just in various different formats. Um, but yeah, initially it was it was an artist on Fiverr who recreated it digitally for us. The current composition is all Dylan. So yeah. all the different colourings, the dice that he's found, the exclamation marks, question marks. He put that all together. Okay. And um, I mean... Are they very good likenesses of yourselves as well? Because it's, it's it's very good. The pictures, <laughs> just Dylan's eyes. Yeah, I, I <laughs> my eyes are kind of a greyish color in real life, and uh, in in the, in on that picture they're brown. And um, if if you look close enough, you'll see that some have grey eyes and some have brown. Because I, I keep forgetting to save the grey eyed version. <laughs> <laughs> so apart from my eye colour changing every so often, it's a it's a good likeness. So I'm just saving that picture now. I'm going to use it because I was just looking at it online. Um <laughs> there you go. Doing my research. This is Dave of Live Life Loud the Decibolic Podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us with Mar. Mar, 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 Mar. So we've already talked about the different sections, the social media connection, 
And um, so, I mean, you think you're onto a formula now that you're going to stick with, or do you think that you're going to grow over time or change over time? I think the the um, underpinning parts um, are going to stay the same. And I don't think there's going to be a huge change from episode to episode. I think the plan is the segments that we have come up with, we're just going to slot in and sort of change. So there's just a bit more variety, that's all. So like Say What and Cringe of the Week can sometimes be interchangeable, depending on the way that you've interpreted some of the stories. Um, So we thought that it might be good to mix that up every so often with a different type of segment um, to bring sort of a different aspect, but without changing the overall formula. So like Dylan said before, we don't want to completely change everything, but we want to make sure that it's still feeling fresh and that there's aspects to keep coming back for. So if if maybe Cringe of the Week's not your favourite part, but one of these new ones that we've got in the works is is better, it's still worth listening in and seeing oh, are they going to do this segment this time yeah um and obviously keeping the underpinning Kirsty versus dylan and also i think hashtag crash tag is going to be, be always in it i can't see that not so yeah, absolutely um at this time i've been conscious to um create chapter markers for the episode and split the segments into chapters um not that every podcast listening platform allows you to you know skip between chapters um but some do and it's the reason i've done that is because um even though you know the title of the episode is like season one episode one what have you it's not it's not really episodic you can kind of jump in anytime you want um and the reason for the chapter markers is so if there is a particular segment that you know is more favorable they can listen to that and you know, listen to their favorite ones. And that also, you know, gives me information in terms of analytics to see what works and what doesn't. Um, and that's why hashtag crash tag is, is the most popular segment of ours. Um, but yeah, as Kirsty said, we've got quite a few in the pipeline. Um, but in terms of kind of growth overall, um, I don't, I don't really think we have a solid plan for growth. Um, I think the reason for that is I think we're acutely aware that um, our podcast doesn't really have a niche um, and we try to have kind of a little bit of something for everyone. So because of that, it's kind of creates an awareness that we are probably going to, you know, it is growth is going to be a little bit slower for us um, because our, our subjects can be broad and um, whereas we, have an overall target in terms of you know distracting people and making people smile the content isn't necessarily narrowed down enough for you know kind of diehard podcast fans um but we're not in it to you know monetize or anything like it's something that would be great at some point of course but it's just a hobby for now you know it's um Mm -hmm. it isn't something that we're taking too seriously because it's yeah, it, but it's it's something that we're 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 kind of in the right mindset now to focus on it and be consistent. Absolutely. Um, and 
real life kind of seems to be going quite well for That's a change. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, we hope this one's going to be. I, I mean, think or, also yeah. as well, like outside of the show growth, we have a a slightly bigger personal um, sort of stance on social media. So through, um, not to keep plugging my Twitch, but fr- from building the community that I have on Twitch, Dylan's been a part of that from day one. I've been doing that for like two years now. Um, and a lot of the people who support us over there have loved the podcast um, and give us glowing feedback and love that Dylan's sort of involved a little bit more in that aspect um, to see our like chemistry and stuff. So I think potentially if Twitch keeps going the same way, naturally it may come across. Obviously a lot of people on Twitch like to watch live game and content, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we also previously before we started Happy Distraction, uh, did do a few live episodes of Game of Two Two Halves that did go down quite well. Um, probably not the more more popular streams, but more popular than what I thought a live podcast would be. Yeah, it was also difficult to kind of take a an audio only show and make it visual. Um, and that's probably part of. Excuse me. That's probably part of the reason why um, they they weren't received as well as you know the your, your gaming kind of videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely helped having a Twitch. I mean, you know, Kirsty doesn't have hundreds of thousands of people on Twitch, but a very small kind of niche community, and it's definitely helped to leverage that. Um, we, it's definitely our most successful kind of launch of a show. We were lucky if we had. 10 15 20 downloads in the first month of game of two halves um and we have close to 150 in less than a month um and it's not huge it it certainly could be better but it, it certainly could be a lot worse so i think twitch has definitely helped with that level of kind of launch growth if you like <laughs> absolutely it's not, it's not the it's not the first case of uh, a podcast doing that because i mean um um Comic Book Nation, they they do a live Twitch uh, stream of their show, mm-hmm. and then after they've done that, that goes out as a as an actual audio podcast mm-hmm. or video podcast on YouTube as well. So it's yeah something something to look into as a possibility. I mean, I've I've wondered about that for myself as well. Yeah, there is a podcasting section, and I know um, of other people now who are part of the community. Um, who have done very successful podcasting shows and they used to do it every week to, I mean, I say very successful um, in, in my niche, um, you know, they, they got partnerships or an average of sort of 75 views consistently. Um, and I think it's meant to be a 30 day period. Um, so potentially 70 odd people, maybe more used to listen to their show every Saturday live. Um, I think they've took a break from that now, but there's definitely scope for it. People do, do enjoy it. Um, yeah. I just don't 
I think the the nature of our show, it it didn't really work. I think Dylan felt quite awkward. He's not he's not very doesn't have great camera skills, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not a camera person. <laughs> but, but for yourselves, for this, for your show, it, it, thinking about it, 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 it would seem a bit strange in a way because the the thing about the the Twitch, uh, the live streaming of it all would be that the interactivity that would be the be the bonus to that. But for yourselves, your show is about you know, a discussion between the two of you. So to, to add that to the mix would yeah. would change the whole uh, aesthetic of the show itself. Yeah, we we changed the quiz aspect. So rather than it being Kirsty versus Dylan, we did like a, a general quiz for chat to join in. Yeah. That was our interactivity part of it. Um. But yeah, it, the the format that we've got that we think works quite nicely, I don't think is adaptable in the no. current state anyway for Twitch streaming. I think that's why we only did a few. Yeah, I I, I would agree. I think it, it is only, I mean, there are segments that are in, more interactive that are coming later on um, that have, you know, calls to action associated with it. But the reason we're keeping those for a bit later on is just because engagement in terms of social media and things isn't quite where we want it to be. Um, so it, it, it's not really the, the best time now to have sort of, you know, calls to action or, or um, you know, interactivity outside of listening. Um, yeah, we don't want to try and do a segment and have nothing to pull from. Yeah, um, so we, we we understand that we need to kind of grow a little bit more before people are going to kind of interact with us a little bit. More. Do what we tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was. I mean, here, here comes here. I come with my uh, not being prepared enough here. I was actually going to going online and looking for things to discuss. You know, things of the moment like trends and that. And it doesn't seem to be quite good at the moment because the only thing I can seem to come up with at the moment doesn't really work which is i keep getting people telling me uh, oh there's a there's a new uh, they're doing winnie the pooh as a horror movie oh yeah i've seen that oh. and it doesn't really it looks fit. terrifying it, it does <laughs> you know and the only i'll thing, show you yeah, i'll show you yeah. later Dylan. yeah the only thing that makes me think about is you know what what other mashups could you do you know in that sort of thing you know if, you, if you're going to have a horror version of a of a winnie the pooh film i mean what else could you have I mean, most animated films could be translated to some sort of horror film. Yeah, I mean, finding the definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that point, actually, um, I don't know if you have heard of uh, Mystery Incorporated, um, who are a YouTube, um, a YouTube-based film studio i guess um and they've recreated scooby-doo into a live action kind of more um more kind of dark scooby-doo type um episode not i'm not describing this very well <laughs> but um i've watched the first episode and it's it's actually really good um 
So there's there's things like that that's cropping up. It tends to be older, kind of more successful shows that have been recreated these days, but a lot of indie filmmakers and things are doing them as well. Mm. Um which is always good to see. But it, it, I would recommend Mystery Incorporated if you know if you're a fan of Scooby Doo. <laughs> Yeah. Much of a yeah. fan is Dylan. Yeah, I've got I've got the DVD set, so yeah, it must be. <laughs> See, so it's right up, right up your street. Absolutely, but but I mean, there you've you've pulled onto something, you know, going on a tangent. Um, the <laughs> video, video, I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting and really creative uh, online video creators, you know. Like, I mean, I I'm, I'm friends with uh, with Rachel, who's behind the uh, the video video. Uh, uh, street video stream of uh, Londa Cat. It's called where it's she plays all the characters, the 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 boyfriend and the girlfriend, and then she also plays the psychologist now or psychiatrist that's dis- having the discussions. And she she's incredibly inventive with how she creates situations, and then they have animated bits as mm. well that she puts in there. And there's a creativity online now that's that's just fascinating. Yeah. Oh, there definitely is. Uh, I've. Um, it really surprises me some of the content that I see. Um, mm-hmm. Even things like stop motion animation and just yeah, yeah. there's there's so much so much out there that's mind boggling and cre- mind bogglingly creative that I couldn't even begin to fathom. Anytime I see any stop motion, I just think you must have the patience of a saint because I could not be bothered. <laughs> Shout out to Justin Rash, who's uh, an online stop motion uh, video maker. His his work is incredible. Uh, I've um, I've linked him to the official uh, Ray Harryhausen um, uh, estate, to, you know, to be in discussion because mm-hmm. his his work reminds me of those old Ray Harryhausen films and all that stop motion film. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know what that is <laughs> but <Okay>. um <laughs> stop stop yeah just in general i think it's 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 absolutely incredible how how difficult because it's not it's definitely can't imagine it being easy it's so um, time consuming yeah just my hack goes off to anybody who can create something good from from bits of plasticine or whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> Ray Harryhausen is the bloke, the chap behind the original Clash of the Titans and Jason and the Argonauts oh. and uh, Sinbad in the Eye oh, of the right. Tiger and those films. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. My mum loved Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> so, hey, this is Tim for Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to the smooth, dulcet tones of Marv on Pods Like Us. <laughs> So what advice would you give to people starting their own podcast? Um, I mean, for me, I think everybody says this, so it's a bit cliche, I apologise. Just do it. If it's something that you want to do, you might as well start. But I think as practical advice, um, obviously the most important thing with a podcast is the, the audio quality really you yep. can speak about pretty much anything you'll probably find a niche um make sure that your content is is decent but nobody's going to want to listen to it if your audio quality is all over the place or at least not for long periods of time 
yeah, yeah. You, you can get away with snip if i mean for some for a show like us um which is unscripted and you know it's not as if if we have bad audio we can re-record you know when we can but not in this you know it would then not be natural. the same um so there has been occasions where i've sacrificed audio because of good quality content but it's not for a long period of time you know it's just for a, a short snippet maybe 10 or 15 seconds of some weird background noise or something the cat meow and all <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah um but yeah, for, for me, I, I, obviously, I don't claim to be kind of an expert or anything in any way, shape or form. But um, the most important thing for me is to kind of not obsess over, you know, download numbers or listening numbers. Um, I read an article the other day that said if your episode gets something like 9,000 downloads in its first 30 days, um, that puts you at the top of 5% of all, all podcasts. Um, and the average podcast gets 141 downloads in its first 30 days. Um, so where we're at right now, we have, I think we're at 138 downloads in 24-ish days. So so we're right on track to be, you know, just an average podcast and, and that's completely okay. Um, of course, you know, I'd like that to be more, but Rome, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> um, so even though I'm a little bit guilty of it myself, um, just not obsessing over numbers. Um, it, I think of it as if you want to be something like a top 20% or a top 30% podcast, you only probably need somewhere around, you know, 750 or a thousand downloads per episode. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think that's too unachievable. You know, I think that's, probably going to take you a little while to get there as an indie podcaster but i, I don't think it's a a certain you know an immediate barrier to you know to being a, a top 20 percent or whatever podcast um and i would also say that going to podcasting for the right reason um if you're going to podcasting for something like you know monetization um if you only want to make money from it you'll you'll probably quickly come to realize that it it isn't so easy, um, you know, unless you're like a celebrity or a public figure or somebody like that, huge amounts of money immediately. Um, but for me personally, I, I, I wouldn't even start monetizing until you were more established. Uh, maybe, maybe after six months or something, if you can, you know, if you have consistent numbers, um, and then maybe start small by, you know, introducing like a buy me a coffee type of thing um for like five pound um or you know a couple of pound whatever it is I'm not sure um but i would personally i would use that over running ads in your podcast um because if if you if you have a show that's quite getting well established and you all of a sudden change the format and you have an advert at the beginning middle and end yeah. um people are going to kind of react to that in a way of you know this is this is not what i signed up for everybody hates ads you know um so little baby steps i guess is what i'm trying to say um we we haven't ever got to a position where we can monetize po a podcast and that's absolutely fine because we're not doing it for that um but if we were to it would be like a you know buy me a two pound coffee or whatever um and yeah just just lastly on what kirsty said um audio quality is is really important i think everybody would kind of agree that that's probably the, the main should be the main focal point of you you know if you if your podcast um 
and if you are somebody who's maybe on a budget or you know um you have fans or you know sirens or something in the background or some sort of weird hum from your fridge or something or whatever <laughs> um then the best bit of advice i can give is just to record under a thick duvet or a blanket or something um because it's it's not going to kind of remove everything but it's going to give your podcast a little bit of an audio boost um and then i would use a service uh we use orphonic um which is a a semi-free service in terms of you get two free hours per month um when your final edited audio through that and it generates it corrects all the levels for you um and it makes your podcast sound more professional without it costing a fortune so those would be my tips really yeah and going back to mine like i don't mean spending a fortune but just investing in the best quality sort of stuff that you can yeah. and then if not youtube's your best friend like google how to get the best sentence for the equipment that you have um play with it record with it listen to it back would you listen to that audio for an hour two hours you know um making sure that it's listenable yeah i think i think the common issue that i tend to find is that when there's multiple hosts on a podcast people who are um not so audio savvy you tend to have one person in the right and one person in the left um and that's so distracting (laughs) um so just little things like that can be tweaked at that's obviously just a as you know something that you can i mean i wouldn't know how to do it because uh we use obs for recording but i'd imagine it's it's a track thing isn't it yeah, I imagine it's fairly okay to do in something like Audacity. But yeah, YouTube it. That's that's Google and YouTube are your friends. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. They're not just for finding things that you shouldn't be looking at. Exactly. <laughs> so what other podcasts do you actually listen to yourselves? Oh. Um so I'm quite guilty at um not listening to a great deal. Um, I currently work from home for the most part, um, and then other life things take um, a lot of focus and then streaming as well, which is basically another part-time job. Um, it, it monopolizes quite a lot of my time, but I have been listening to a podcast on my way to work. We now have like a, a day in office every week. So I listen to a podcast on the way there because it takes me about an hour. Um, unfortunately, it's not an indie podcast, okay. um, but it's uh, it's it's called Distractable. I've been a fan of Markiplier for a long time, um, and I particularly enjoy the chemistry that he has with two of his friends, Bob and Wade, which is who he hosts the podcast with. Um, so it was just basically an extension from the YouTube videos because I spend a lot of my free time watching YouTube. That's pretty much what I've always done. So basically being able to leave the house and listen to them, have a bit of banter. Um, that's that's pretty much been what I've been listening to. I know that 
obviously since getting in touch with you and also a few other indie podcast makers um Dylan's pointed out quite a few podcasts that I should probably listen to because I love like I love true crime yeah I love just like things along the same vein as us just having having a chat just having a, a general bit of light-hearted chat as well like it, it's very very dramatic true crime to <laughs> light-hearted nothingness yeah um yeah so i've got a few few on my list to review um but that's that's pretty much all i listen to to be honest yeah um i think for me um this really great new podcast that just came out called happy distraction um, oh wow yeah <laughs> I'm joking. i didn't even think about uh, that <laughs> um no uh for me um I tend to listen, I don't tend to listen to a podcast more than once, and that's kind of a little bit bad, I guess. Um, there's only really been a handful of podcasts that have, as we said earlier, like kind of grabbed my attention. Um, I normally just listen to podcasts that are a particular topic that I'm wanting to listen to that particular day. Um, but I think that's kind of the beauty of podcasts, because you don't, you don't really necessarily have to religiously listen to every episode um especially with an educational podcast because it's you know you can just dip in and dip out um but there there was one podcast that i did listen to religiously um and it was called beyond the box set uh and they they, their kind of premise was they would take um like a standalone movie franchise um and basically like pitch pitch an idea for a sequel or a prequel um and it was just some of the ideas were just absolutely ridiculous and hilarious um but they've they just announced in January that they they're sort of shutting up shop after five years and two hundred and fifty episodes. So I'm going to need to find something else now. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's make a sci-fi. That's an interesting one that started recently, where it's just three people who are uh, comedians by by career. That's what they do. And they just thought, oh, it must be really easy to make a sci-fi film. So they're trying to come up with a way to make a film and a story and everything. So that's that's an interesting <laughs> thing that's different. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly the type of thing that I like, just the, the kind of taking something that's, you know, like a well-loved medium, like a movie, and just putting a ridiculous spin on it. Um, yeah, that's definitely right up my street. So... Where can people find you and get hold of you? Um, so I think basically everywhere other than Pandora. <laughs> um, we're still waiting to hear from Pandora. But um, I think pe- where I would love people to listen to from is probably directly on our website. Um, just because I kind of, it's been something that I've been slowly building since probably the start of April. Um, and it's finally at a point now where I, I think it's, you know, I think it's good. I think it's interactive enough and, um, you know, it has extra bits of information on there, like some transcripts that we're trying to slowly put together. Don't have to dig at me. Because uh, <laughs> uh, Kirstie's not pulling that weight. But, um, and uh, just little kind of unique elements that relates to the show. Like there's a, there's a page on there where you can track the scores in the Kirsty versus Dylan segment. Um, 
just just to kind of adds another element to to our podcast and there's there's also a blog that we're we're trying to we're really bad at not updating but we're, we're gonna focus on that a little bit more um but yeah just ev- everywhere really you know google podcasts and apple podcasts spotify and everywhere you find podcasts um yeah so just in all good podcast players i guess and social media and of course social media yes i thought no we've got a facebook page twitter instagram and tiktok there's nothing on the tiktok though rude (laughs) i don't know but uh, yeah, the website, by the way, to people is happydistraction.co.uk. Yes. You're normally good at saying that. I know, but... Slacking. <laughs> Caught you out, you see. It's not your normal recording day. Exactly. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> he's not in show mode. Exactly. He's, yes. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not got the outfit on. He's not got the waving hands and, and everything, the jazz hands no, and everything. No, but he's got... He's got the pink kitten ears on. <laughs> the headphones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm missing that from not seeing the video, but there you go. I'll just imagine it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of the raisin kitty headsets. Is that it? The, the desk setup is my streaming desk, basically. I'm glad I can't see the tutu that he's got on, though. I mean, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> don't want that at all. I mean, it's a bit much. It yeah, is. <laughs> You're dressing up to talk to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it's good. I, uh, I can't recommend it enough. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. out your comfort zone, I suppose, occasionally. Thanks for talking with me today, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much again for having us. It's uh, it's been really nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can find Pods Like Us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening, and hope you're listening again to another episode of Pods Like Us. 